right, it's party time, Mom. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show. Excited to be with you guys today. Got a fun, fun time planned for you with a lot of information. Uh, Going to be welcoming our special guest, my good friend, Mr. Larry Alex Taunton, who is a social commentator and author of Around the World in More Than 80 Days. I just had an opportunity last week to uh, have dinner with Larry and shared with me some exciting stories about his recent two-month adventure down in South America, uh, interviewing a lot of the refugees who are escaping the nightmare, which is Venezuela. But we're going to talk about uh, more than that. We're going to talk about a couple of things that I'm intrigued by uh, that he has uh, come up with in pretty interesting fashion in terms of what's going on at our southern border uh pretty pretty good uh information coming from larry right now and i'm i'm excited to be able to have this conversation because i think it's going to be a very eye-opening very eye-opening thing because this is a hotbed topic right now as we all know we're in the middle of a crisis um we are in the mothership, which is Studio 22. Chance, the soulless ginger rapper, is driving us into the nether regions of all things southern border. What do you think about that, Chancey? Yeah, feel good about it? And Candice, the queen of the Ethiopians, our resident expert, subject matter expert on the southern border. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. Um, it's bugging me. It really is. I had a guy on social media the other day who told me, that uh nationalism is bad it's a thing of the past borders are bad we shouldn't have borders and i said well what's your address and he said uh i'm in new braunfels texas just come on down anytime and i was like no i got some people that want to stay with you uh and he said we got plenty of property for him and i said well it's interesting you say that because that presupposes that you have private property and that means you have uh borders around your property uh you have property lines you probably have a fence around that property you probably have no trespassing signs on that property you probably have uh, a locks on the doors of the house on that property so it's interesting how we apply certain things to uh uh, a nation when we don't have to take responsibility for it uh, such as this immigration crisis that's going on at our southern border and whenever um, uh, you apply it to people's personal property it's a whole different scenario and i've had folks who have said it doesn't matter about my personal property that's different when you're talking about the nation and we've got to be a people of compassion all that oh i'm all for us being a people of compassion as long as we do it the right way and do it legally because if we don't do things legally then uh we're going to have a nightmare of a situation we're already starting to see that uh happen at the southern border and um and it's it's amazing so many things are going on right now in the news to get our eyes off of this crisis and uh we've had you know the the shootings that have happened the tragic situation there and we've had uh, various other issues that have that have gone on that you know still with the coronavirus still with the pandemic talk and and all of this that we're it's kind of taking our eyes off of what's happening we can't take our eyes off of it especially uh those of us here in the state of texas we can't and i've called consistently on the governor and those who are in authority here as elective elected representatives in our great state of texas to do something to do more to do anything uh right now it's been a lot of talk i mean you can you can send people down you can send national guard down you can send uh you know you can support ice agents border patrol agents you could you can do all of that stuff grant lip service but at the end of the day we've got to shut these borders down right now and i know i'm going to catch a lot of people out there who are going to tell me that i'm full of hate or whatever no i'm not i want i want 
the right people coming into this country. I do. But when you see human traffickers making $14 million a day, these people who are getting people across the border making $14 million a day last month alone, uh, you got a problem. Um, you're seeing the footage that's going on. They're not allowing much, but there's footage of of people who are in these uh, quote unquote reception centers. Uh, they are 729%, 730% to capacity right now. Uh, children are having to take turns sleeping on the floor. This is a bad situation, very bad situation down there. Um, and don't forget, human trafficking isn't the only problem that's going on at the southern border. Don't forget uh, the drug running and the introdu- introduction of illegal drugs that are coming into the country uh, and the uh, the various things to do with that. So it's a bad, bad situation, folks. We're going to get into it. We're going to talk about some of it, some of it today. There's two things that I believe conservatives and Christians are missing the boat on, and one is this immigration situation, this border crisis, but also uh, the way we're educating our uh, our citizens these days. We're doing these things wrong. We're going to talk about that today with Larry Alex Taunton. Hey, TACPAC is the premier monthly subscription box for military, tactical, prepper, and Second Amendment enthusiasts. For just $49.95 a month, you get at least $100 worth of gear from different companies like 511, Sons of Liberty, Gunworks, Mission First, Tactical, Armaspec, and a whole lot more. They're going to send you AR-15 parts and accessories, EDC tools, knives, and gear to keep you prepared for when the poo hits the fan. And the March Pack is a perfect jump in point to see what these boxes are all about a lot of variety in this one seven items total um, a total that includes uh, range gear tools edc apparel and a whole lot more go to tacpack.com use promo code chad i spell it chad at checkout to receive a free extra bag of tactical goodies shipped out with your first pack don't wait they're flying off the shelves they always sell out before the deadline and uh, it happens every single month so you need to sign up today tacpack.com that's t-a-c pack.com tacpack.com use offer code chad and we will be right back So we are joined today uh, via this wonderful thing called technology, which loves to screw up on us quite a bit, uh, by my good friend, Larry Alex Taunton. He is in Alabama today, and uh, he is a cultural commentator as well as an author, the author of Around the World in More Than 80 Days. I read that book as soon as it, as soon as I was, f- uh, was aware of it because of the reputation that many people said Alex Taunton is the guy. You got to read everything he writes. And in for the last, I don't know, gosh, six months, Larry, I've I've read as far as I know every word you've pinned at this point. Uh, and so, thank you for doing that. You've you've uh, opened my eyes to a lot of different things, and I think that folks need to get a hold of that book right there. Hold it back up there again. Around the world, and in more than eighty days, of course, a solid reference to. Um, uh, the old around the world in 80 days, but you took longer than that, man. What are you doing all over the planet? <laughs> yes, uh, Chad. Well, first of all, thank you so much. I'm uh, very appreciative of the fact that you uh, that you bought that book and that uh, that you liked it. And uh, yeah, I've uh, been in 55 countries and just in the last year since the pandemic started, excuse me, 56 now. Uh, but since the pandemic started, I've been in about 10 and most of those have been uh, third world and some of them have been in South America. Yeah. You spent the last couple of months 
down in South America. We we had dinner last week here in the Dallas area, and you were fu- you were filling me in on some fascinating stories that uh, of just things that are going on south of the border. And and let me just clarify again. I'm always having to clarify because people are stupid, Larry. I don't I don't know if you've realized this, and and that's my word, not yours. But I've just decided that, and I know the Lord told us not to call people stupid, but I can't help it. I'm going to sin and just say people are stupid. Um, <laughs> They want to say that we're heartless. We don't care about hum- the human condition. We don't care about human uh, situations and circumstances. When we look at the southern border, we don't look at this immigration crisis. We don't. We don't understand when we call people illegals. We are invalidating them as human beings. Uh, but nothing could be further from the truth. Um, I, I, there's some really good people in Mexico, Central America, South America, folks that are going through a lot of things. Uh, folks that honestly. Uh, there's some folks here in this country that I'd love to trade out for those folks, uh, <laughs> quite honestly. And you had an opportunity to sit down for a couple of, a couple of months, actually. And and one of the specific things you did, you were telling me about, it was fascinating, was was talking with these various um, refugees and expats that were coming out of the socialist country of Venezuela and trying to escape and some of their fascinating stories. How did all of that come about? How How did you find these people? Well, first of all, let me uh, let me say to your uh, your listeners, you know, Chad, you're a generous guy. Thank you for buying um, that uh, that great steak, you know, the other <laughs> night. It was terrific, and it was uh, good. you know, we we both just made enough, uh, you know, heterosexual uh, flirtations with the waitress just to make it very clear that we were not a gay couple. We were not a so, couple. Uh, we were we were we were not there as a couple, so it was a it was a great a great time, and I enjoyed talking to you. Uh, yes, I, I think that. Um, you know, it's happening south of the border. Um, I think that that Republicans, I mean, Democrats don't really care. I mean, they just want to use immigrants for their own nefarious purposes. But I think Republicans, I think conservatives, and most of all, Christians should be very concerned about what's happening south of the border. I mean, you know, if, you're, uh, if, if your cattle are stampeding across your property, it might be worth wondering what is it that's taking place uh, is it a wildfire? You know, what's happening that's driving them in your direction? And what is happening in South America is that uh, socialism, socialist policies, uh, in other words, the Nancy Pelosi's and the Joe Biden's of South America have brought ruin on countries like Venezuela, and people are fleeing those countries in hope of finding something better. And so I decided to go down there and I hired uh, some locals who could be of uh, assistance to me. Uh, I communicating them with them, you know, before I ever got down there, telling them what I was doing, and they took me to, um, you know, really into the belly of the beast, where I was going into some of the slums, some of the areas where the refugees were coming out, and then I was interviewing them. And I was just asking them; they had, they had no idea what my position was on anything, and uh, in hearing their stories, it was quite startling. What? It, so what you're saying? Let me make sure I'm getting this straight, Larry. What you're saying is. You went down to find the grass fire. You went down to see what was making the cattle stampede. You went looking for the results and the tragic results of that, of socialism, and you found human beings who live, breathe, and bleed just like me and you, who are trying to get away from this utopia, this this fantastic, everybody's equal, 
Uh, everybody should have all things. That, I mean, I mean, weren't they told that socialism was going to solve all of society's ills in their country? You know, what was very interesting about that, Chad, is that um, I was surprised, first of all, to discover that these were people who wanted to go home. Mm hmm. Uh, they want to live in their country. Do you remember that interview that got so much attention uh, a few years ago after Trump was uh, um, was uh, a bombing um, over in in Syria, and a Syrian, you know, came on CNN and he was saying thank you to Trump, yeah. and he was saying I want to go home to my country. That's where I want to live. And the yeah. CNN interviewer was trying to you know shut off the interview because didn't really like what he was saying. This is the kind of thing that we're seeing um, um, here. They were not really hearing the, the full story. According to Democrats, what, what, what you'll be told, have you seen this, that it's global warming that's causing the border crisis? Have right. you seen this? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's absolutely nuts. And I, no, that's not what you're seeing. You're seeing socialism, the very kind of policies uh, that Democrats are trying to implement in this country, those are the policies that are driving people out of their own countries. Mm. And, um, you know, they want to go home. They want to see the corruption end. Um, every time you use the word socialism, uh, you'll see them get a real cynical look on their face or a cynical laugh. And they'll say, yeah, I mean, corruption, lies, um, unfulfilled promises. Uh, they hate it because they know what it is. Yeah. We toss around the word socialism, and we like to uh, maybe put a little icing on that and say it's democratic socialism as though that sweetens it in some way. But just the sheer mention of socialism to these folks, uh, how I mean, their response to that is, is, you know, they see the tragedy that this thing is. You know, when you're down there in Venezuela and you're eating zoo animals and you're eating the family pet and now you're out of pets and zoo animals there's no more food you're digging through the garbage you're going but but weren't these people let me just let me just go back and clarify weren't they promised all of these good things like they're promising us in america today oh yes free health care free university education uh you name it it's free and here's another thing the um the phrase social justice was used in their country just the way it's being used here. And what has happened is it's brought um, human degradation, um, spiritual degradation, uh, economic devastation. And by the way, when you add to this the um, stupid lockdowns, you know, uh, we need to go back to lockdown holiday and get all yeah. Americans, you know, to, to just give up on that nonsense. But um, these are people who all the same kind of phrases were used the same kind of promises were made. Uh, and they began to realize that this is all just smoke and mirrors. They're just a few people uh, who are really, um, you know, benefiting from this system. It's uh, as one person put it to me, it's about 500 families who kind of rule the entire country. And, you know, almost every immigrant that I spoke to, every refugee, I should say, that I spoke to coming out of Venezuela would tell some version of the same story. They would say that, you know, 10 years ago, my life was good. Things started going downhill. I uh, got to a point um, four or five years ago where all of my salary went just to buy food. Mm. We would wait in lines for six to eight hours just to get bread. Uh, it wasn't enough to feed our family. Uh, uh, parents were skipping meals in order to um, to feed their children. The average Venezuelan has lost 24 pounds in the last year. And there comes a point, you know, one man said to me, um, the, the moment that I became a thief, 
that I was stealing food is when I knew I had to leave this country. I'd become something I didn't want to be, but I had to steal food to feed my family. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is like Jean Valjean, you know, and Les Mis, you know, stealing a loaf of bread. And so these people braved the troaches, that is to say the illegal roads, the legal trails to get out of the country, to go to Colombia, to go to Peru, to go to um, uh, uh, Brazil. um, And some of them are trying to come to the United States. Mm. So you say that these folks are are trying to get out of Venezuela. They're going to places like Colombia. I I mean, I hear Colombia and I'm thinking cocaine cartel i'm thinking you know crime violence these people are trying to escape to that because it's gotten so bad in venezuela you told me the story you told me the story you were on a bus and a, a, a young man stood up on that bus and he said uh through through your translator he said um made an announcement to the bus. He said, you know, I don't want to be asking you for this any more than you want me to ask you, but I need your help. You're not my, you're not my solution for everything, but you're my solution today, basically. That's right. I, I loved that. It, this kid, he didn't know um, about us, you know, what I was doing. I'm just, I'm just sitting on the bus, uh, a city bus like anybody else. And he, here he is, once the doors close, he starts to give a, a, a little mini lecture presentation to people on the bus. He was 16. And um, my um, translator, you know, turned to me and he said, hey, this is one of the guys we want to talk to right mm-hmm. here. He's telling them that he needs money, that he's begging on the streets, um, that his mother sells cookies on the streets, and he begs. And that together, they try to make a living uh, to support them and his little sister. He hopes to go to university. Uh, he hopes to have a better life. And he said that today, you know, you're not my solution to my problem, but you are the solution to my problem today. Please help me. So we got off the bus with him. He's a sweet kid. And uh, here he is telling me his story, he wants to be a singer songwriter. Uh, I recorded him singing a song. It's a beautiful song that I didn't fully understand um, the lyrics of, but um, yeah, my translator told me it deals with, you know, the common things of broken hearts and love and girlfriends and this kind of thing. And, you know, I thought, you know, these people are the people that America uh, was founded on, Mm -hmm. meaning these are people who are naturally conservative. um, They're family oriented. They're hardworking. Uh, Many of the people that I spoke to work, uh, one woman, you know, she told me she works 50, she's got a job and she works, um, um, seven days a week, but every 15th day, she gets a day off. She works 10 hours a day. And uh, she wasn't complaining. She wasn't asking me for money. She just accepted that these were just problems that she had to deal with. And, um, you know, I think that that the United States, we need to be concerned with what's going on south of the border. And as Christians, I think we should take these problems very, very seriously. Yeah. I want to get into more of that because because it kind of raises the question as we have already. We we've we've discovered there's a flood. Uh, there is a flood that's driving, um, um, for lack of a better term, let's say you used the cattle phrase earlier. It's yeah. you know you you have the mice that are coming into the house, right? And something is making them come into the house. Either it's cold outside, or there's rains, or there's floods. But something's making it happen. And I want to get down to that because the people who in america for years have criticized me for doing work in other countries and places they've all said well you need to focus on the stuff that's going our needs right here at home 
And I've said, well, yeah. the, the light that shines the farthest away usually shines the brightest at home. Uh, if we don't help people in some of these countries, it's going to be our problem soon enough. And that's kind of what you've established. So in the next mm-hmm. segment, I want us to talk about that a little bit. Before we do it, we got to got to pay a bill here. Uh, what is your credit score? Most of us think that above 700 is good, below 700 is bad. That's not necessarily the case. It's a national it's National Credit Awareness Month. I didn't even know there was such a thing. Scoremaster knows that. And the new science in credit scores is inviting listeners, regardless of your credit score, to experience how quickly you can easily add the plus points you need to your credit score. I've seen it happen myself. Uh, how many points can you get? The average ScoreMaster user adds 61 points to their score in 20 days or less. Many do this in just a few days. Imagine what 61 points added to your credit score can do. You can save a fortune when buying a car, financing a home or apartment, or buying anything on credit. ScoreMaster puts you in control of your credit and finances. It's National Credit Awareness Month, folks. Sign up in one minute. See how many plus points you can add. With ScoreMaster, you control your credit score visit scoremaster.com slash chad that's scoremaster.com slash chad we'll be back with larry in just a minute Got the good sweet tea here, too. Hey, I'll tell you what, man. Listen, you you made a comment, Larry, a minute ago. You know, Nancy Pelosi came out and said that uh, that Hondurans and Nicaraguans and, and El Salvadorans and, and those folks are coming uh, to – they're coming up to um, America, coming up to our southern border now because of global warming or climate change, whatever they're calling it these days, because they just don't have – you know, lands to plow anymore. It, it, that is an inherently um, racist implication to me that to say that these folks, the only thing they're capable of doing is plowing fields. Uh, that's why they're coming to America is absolutely insane. Uh, but you deal with, you, you take a look at a place like Honduras. Honduras is a democracy, right? It uh, We send a lot of money considering the population of Honduras as Americans. We send a lot of money to Honduras every year. And we could we could quote those numbers. We could quote those stats. We do that for a lot of different countries. Venezuela, places like that, a little bit different. But there are people who are trying to escape uh, these countries, trying to get away. They're trying to get, Amer- get to America because of uh, whether it is problems with the government, there is corruption, there is violence, there are all – I mean, it, to put it off on, on climate change and things like that is ludicrous. But the human condition – is what it is people are suffering and now we have a crisis at the southern border 730 percent to capacity in some of these quote-unquote reception centers uh, these housing facilities now 87 million dollars being allocated by the biden administration uh given to ice in order for them to secure some 13 1400 hotel beds our national guardsmen were sleeping in washington dc in uh, parking garages in freezing cold weather on the ground with no food, uh, contaminated food, uh, no electricity, bad, bad situation. But yet we're giving uh, illegals hotel rooms. Why are these people coming to America? What's driving them up here? Uh, you just described a lot of of the problem. And we're starting to embrace a lot of these things. And, and I go back to what you just said. There's so much you just unpacked in that deal. 
I mean, he, this wasn't a beggar on the bus. This is a kid that wants to be a singer-songwriter, and from what you told me, has a lot of talent, right? Has a lot of skill there. Uh, not unlike many of our sons and daughters that want to pursue those kind of dreams. Uh, you've got folks that heard terms like socialism and social justice and and everything is free, free health care, all of those things. Um, you have folks that want to go home. Uh, you know, if I was driven out of Texas, I would long for the days of being able to go back to Texas. Uh, and yeah. that's not what I want. And, and we don't think of people that way because we're so how clouded are we as first world Americans in our thinking about the rest of the world? I mean, how deluded are we really? Um, hugely. The average American, uh, you know, 69 percent of Americans have never been out of the country. And the other 31 percent, I would guess, have been on a Caribbean cruise, yeah. drunk in Tijuana, yeah. maybe a fishing trip in, you know, in Canada. Uh, but as it relates to to something like this, you know, uh, most of the refugees that I was speaking to. And by the way, I'm not I'm not saying that we need to open the border. Sure. Uh, that is that has never been my argument. Um, I think that we're in favor of. Uh, the, the two of us were in favor of a sensible legal immigration policy. I'm not interested in uh, uh, opening the border to Muslims. I'm not uh, interested in opening the border to uh, um, because they don't share a worldview. And by the way, and I'm I'm not in favor of letting criminal elements into the country. Right. However, most of the refugees that I was speaking uh, to are the kind of people that we would want to come into America yeah. because these are people who understand how precious and rare freedom is. They're willing to work for it. They're willing to fight for it. They're willing to defend it. Let me give you a, let me give you a glimpse of, of what these people endure. Um, one kid I spoke to, another 16-year-old, um, and I've forgotten the name. I think I call him Rio in an article that I'm writing right now. I've anonymized him because he doesn't want the, uh, the criminal elements to know his actual name. Right. But here's a kid who um, saw that he had no future going to college. He, he was never going to be able to do that. He's a bright young man. He's talented, Venezuelan. So what he did was he saved up $150 because he knew that that's what the, uh, the mafia that controls, the militia that controls the troches, uh, that no man's land between uh, Colombia and Venezuela. He knew that's what they were going to ask for. So... He, uh, he managed to scrape together a few dollars. He went into the Trocha. Um, he knew that he could get shot at any moment. Um, eventually, he was stopped by armed militia who beat him senseless and then took everything that he had. Um, he said that he had you know, a ring uh, that his, uh, his mother had given him something else. And he said they took all of his money and then they let him continue on. So he arrives in Colombia with, with nothing. Uh, his mother was already in Colombia. He lived with her for a little while. She loaned him $100. And with $100, he boarded what he called a pirate bus. What he means by that is that it's uh, the name for a bus full of Venezuelan illegals. I mean, mm -hmm. they were in Colombia illegally. And he said, I rode the pirate bus all the way across uh, Colombia, through Ecuador, through the Andes, and I eventually made my way um, to Peru, where I was hoping to work with, um, you know, a cousin there. And uh, he said that the Peruvians didn't want him, so he had to go back all the way to Colombia. He managed to manages to get a job in uh, Cartagena as an as, uh, assistant cook. And he said life was looking pretty good for me. I was saving money. I uh, 
uh, I was going to be able to to possibly go to university. And he said, then came the uh, the, sh- the government shutdowns. So my restaurant went out of business. He says, I have no job. And, um, you know, <laughs> you know, he has really no future. So it's the double whammy. First of all, the socialism in his own country and then the stupid government um, shutdowns. So this I mean, what you're describing it's so much of this human plight, right? And so we have compassion. We want these folks to have a better life. I mean, I know that if I lived in those places, I'd be doing everything I could to get the hell out of there. I'd want to get my family across a certain border. And you would. Whether, whether it's that border or the Mexican border into Texas or Arizona or wherever it may be, I'd be fighting every way that I could. And as you alluded to, we want folks, no matter how good they are, we, we want those folks to be able to come into this country legally. We haven't done a good job as conservatives. We haven't done a good job as as compassionate Christians. We haven't done a good job as Republicans, whatever you want to call us. Uh, what do we need to change here? Well, I think a couple of things. One is I think Republicans need to get their messaging right. South Americans um, largely respected Trump, but they saw him as the president and they, they see the Republican Party is the party that's against immigration of any kind. Right. So if you're wanting to get out of Venezuela, if you're wanting to escape a dictatorship, you're wanting to escape starvation, Democrats seem to be the most friendly to you. Mm. Now, what they don't understand is that that Democrats really don't care about them either, and Democrats only want to use them as a means to their own political end, which I think is to try to to um, settle them into traditionally red states like Texas and flip those states into blue states. Mm-hmm. So I think one of the things we need to do is we need to be pretty clear the kind of people that we want in America. Uh, Rio, this kid that I'm talking about, um, this article that, that is on my website at LarryAlexTaunton.com that I've just, just published on uh, um, uh, a Venezuelan family, I would swap them for Democrats all day <laughs> long. They are hardworking people who grab every opportunity with both hands. Uh, they don't see themselves as victims at all. This is the thing that fascinated me. One young lady I was interviewing, she was talking about, uh, she got into um, Brazil and uh, she said, you know, a Brazilian bar owner gave me a job, but because he knew I was a Venezuelan refugee, he paid me less. She said he was constantly grabbing me and, you know, uh, um, sexualizing me. But from her point of view, it was interesting. She just said, I knew I had to get a better job. Yeah. Yeah. And she said, and now she's on her way to, you know, she'll manage a, a hotel in, you know, in a decade. I mean, she's bright, she's educated, and she she sees the job that she has as a great opportunity to move up the ladder. She's a waitress in a hotel. Uh, these are, are fairly remarkable people. So I think our messaging has to change. The second thing that I, I think we have to get right as it uh, as it relates to this, is that Christians are coming off as people who are against uh, any kind of immigration too. And the reality is, um, our Christianity should should inform our politics, not our politics, our Christianity. We should be concerned about the least of these. And uh, and I just want to drive home the fact that most of these people I talk to really don't want to come to America. They want to go back to their home country. Yeah. But the Chinese are deeply entrenched in Venezuela. The Iranians are deeply entrenched in Venezuela. The Russians are in Venezuela. I, if you want to get into the country, it's through the Troches, 
Uh, you can't go through from any American airport and almost no South American airport. You have to go from Tehran. You have to go from Moscow. You have to go from Beijing. This is where the flights are coming from. Hang tight right there, Larry. Uh, more to talk about on that, and we're going to provide some solutions. Y'all hang tight. So uh, here with Larry Alex Taunton, visit LarryAlexTaunton.com. That's T-A-U-N-T-O-N, LarryAlexTaunton.com. You can also follow him on Twitter at Larry Alex Taunton. Get his book, Around the World in More Than 80 Days. Read uh, his articles. You need to be um, really educating yourself with his writings. Uh, it will help you not only with your worldview, but it'll help you everywhere from the marketplace to academia to just learning how to uh, defend everything from uh, your freedom to your faith. And uh, you mentioned, Larry, you were talking about um, the Christian response, right? A lot of folks don't even see that. It, 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 you and I, we've traveled to these countries. I, I've been to these countries. I've visited with these people. I've seen the humanity. I've seen the plight that's there. I've seen these hardworking individuals, and, I, and I've been in uh, everywhere from, from Central South America. I've been, you know, Russia, um, gosh, Africa, Southeast Asia. I've, see, I've seen the human condition is the same around the world, right? It's, it's people are people, and redneck is everywhere. That's what I like to say, uh, and, and it's true. The, um, but the response to, to these folks, um, we're looking, we're looking at, we, we, we tend to um, villainize all of them, just lump everybody in here and say, well, if you're coming yep. here, then you must be illegal, right? You must be, you're, you're coming here wrong or whatever. But that's not necessarily true. There's some folks out there that, you know, we've talked about business owners who would love to see these people coming. You look at, you, you look at, Miami, right? The melees and the riots that are going on in the street right now with these spring breakers and stuff. Uh, Antifa riots. Uh, the riots we saw last summer. I mean, it's it's insane. Uh, and you're here, you're sitting here telling me that you got people who are wanting to come to this country or get out of get out of their persecution, and they're actually hardworking folks. How does that compare? <laughs> well, you know, it's pretty funny. I'm reminded of a story to, uh, that uh, uh, a, a Texan once told me, a man by the name of Gene Stallings. I'm sure you've, I know you've heard that Absolutely. name. Former, former, former head coach at the University of Alabama. But he was telling me privately one day, which I thought was so funny, that he, he said any guy wanted to d date one of his daughters, he would say they had to work a day at the ranch. <laughs> and, um, you know, out in Paris, Texas. And he said, I'd wake them up at four in the morning and I'd work them all day. And uh, depending on how they performed during that, you know, he would say you can keep him or cull him. You know, he maybe needs to get cold. Well, I will tell you that, you know, look at those pictures of the uh, the, the, the people down uh, rioting in Miami. I'd say let's cull a few of those. Yeah. Um, and let's swap them out for a few of these refugees that I've talked to, talked to who are people who, as I say, are naturally Republican. Um, in every respect, they're mostly religious, they're family oriented, they're hardworking, and they want to be left alone by the government. Now, I'm not describing every refugee. I am fully aware that there are many um, uh, criminal elements that are coming across the border. Mm -hmm. 
But let me tell you, most of these people, you know, I was describing to you this 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 boy, you know, Rio, you know, this guy had uh, uh, at 16 was braving, you know, every sort of danger in order to get out of his own country and find a job. He just wanted a job. And I've talked to any number of um, business owners, some of them owners of uh, Fortune 500 companies who are themselves um, very conservative, uh, Christian, Bible-believing people who will tell me privately, Larry, we need some of these uh, people coming across the border because um, the labor jobs that we have, twenty American 20-somethings won't work those jobs. Mm. They don't want a job at McDonald's anymore. They're not going to um, you know, get, a, get a job driving a, a, a forklift. They're not going to do um, the kinds of things. One of them said to me, um, he was a guy that I once worked for, and he said, you know, you're kind of the last of a dying breed. <laughs> he said, you know, when you worked for me back in the 80s, I, you drove a semi for me, you drove a you drove a forklift and you unloaded trucks. He says, uh, your generation is gone. And this generation simply won't do that kind of work. So we have, uh, we have a crisis. We do. There's, there's, uh, it's, a humani- it's a human crisis. I, can't go on ba- I keep going back to that. What do you think the solution is at our southern border today? I mean, people can read this or listen to this and hear these words. They can watch this and they can say, yeah, but that's down there in South America. That's that's down there in Central America. What do we do now? Well, you know, it, I'm not opposed to, uh, you know, the, the building of a wall, but it's not ultimately the solution. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we have to look, you know, kind of kind of beyond that. And um, we we need to make. Uh, conditions in uh, um, these countries to the extent that we can. We need to help these people go home. Yeah. Um, we need to assist in a regime change in uh, in Venezuela. That's what these people would tell you they want. They they uh, they want to go back um, to their to their home country. That's where they're from. And uh, the, as you were saying, you know, that's the attachment you have with Texas. I have with Alabama. We both have with this country. Mm. They feel the same way about their own country, uh, but they know that they can't make a living now that every dime goes to taxes or it goes to trying to buy food in order to feed their families. I think that there needs to be a much greater Christian effort, missionary effort in uh, in this part of the world. For instance, um, as I say, the, uh, the United Nations has established these welcoming stations, uh, as they call them, um, just across the border from Venezuela into Colombia. They're doing the same thing in, uh, in Brazil. But I think uh, um, Colombia is suffering the brunt of the refugee crisis in yeah. South America. And uh, it, it saddened me that I wasn't seeing more Christian effort uh, in that country in order to help these people, help them get on their feet, uh, help them move forward. Um, you know, my wife and I, we, we found ourselves engaging with a, with a number of these refugees. And one of the things that, that was, you know, kind of fun was the fact that any effort to help them, um, it was very different than working with so many Americans where it felt like you're pouring into a black hole. These were people who would do what you'd ask them to do. Um, if you were telling them, if one of them wanted to learn English, you'd say, these are the things I want you to do. This is the book I want you to read. They would yeah. do it. Um, hey, uh, the, the, the young man that I mentioned before, um, Rio, um, I got an interview with him at um, a, uh, a five-star hotel in Cartagena um, and helped him craft an email to the manager of that hotel. She's meeting with him, and 
Uh, he'll probably get a job there. But he was ready to do anything she asked him to do. I'm not used to seeing that with most 20-somethings in no. this country. No, most of them are, are right now saying, well, we need to elect Joe Biden, who's promising us a $15 minimum wage and all of this other rhetorical nonsense that's never going to come to fruition. We've seen that over and over again. Um, and that is the mindset that we have. I love what you said, Larry. We've got to make it where these folks can go home. That, I mean, that's, that's as simple a solution as I know uh, to summarize the whole thing. They're leaving for a reason. What can we do to, to make a, an environment whereby they want to go home? And unfortunately, we have an administration in the White House right now. It's not going to do that. Uh, they're, they're, they're encouraging this. Uh, they can say the borders are closed all they want, but the borders are open. And we're seeing that over and over again. Uh, and there's not a state in the union that's not being affected by this. No, absolutely. And, uh, you know, the people that I'm talking to in South America, they weren't coming to America for free stuff. Yeah, they were coming to America because they wanted to live free and they wanted an opportunity to flourish economically. You give them a chance at a job. Um, and listen, I've seen this many times. I know you've seen it also many times that uh, often um, that first generation of immigrants into this country that establishes the beachhead. Yeah. Uh, those those people have a work ethic that, uh, quite frankly, um, is not matched by, um, you know, Americans that I know. And uh, so they seize upon the opportunities um, that they're given, yeah. uh, but most of them want to go home. And uh, those that are here are very frequently supporting family members at home, wiring it home via Western Union or yeah. some other means in order to support family who are living in degradation. You know, one young lady that we talked to, she makes $18 a day. That's oh, it. Yeah. And she works uh, six days a week, and then she's trying to go to university. Again, extremely impressive for someone her age. And she just wants the opportunity uh, to, to have a good job. And you know, when I asked her what her dreams were, which I thought was quite interesting, she said, until you've asked me this, I've never thought about it because yeah. I just am trying to live. They've day. never had dreams. They've never had that. Yeah. She said, I've never had the chance to think like that. But she said, now that you asked me, I want to have, I want to live in a better place. Got to leave it right there, Larry. I love you, pal. We're praying. Special thanks to my good friend, Larry Alex Taunton. Get his book uh, around the world in more than 80 days. It is insightful. It is fun. It is funny. Uh, and super, super educational. Make sure you get it. Uh, tonight, if you're anywhere near Round Top, Texas, come out and hang with us all night long. The uh, <laughs> ragamuffins are going to be at Antique Week, man. We're at Zab Hall. How you like that for a sneeze? This is real television, folks. This is what we do. Uh, Victoria, Texas is going to be there uh, Saturday night. Come out there and see us March 27th. Memphis, Tennessee, Fort Smith, Arkansas, El Dorado, Arkansas, April 1st through 3rd, April 9th, Seabrook, Texas with Cooper Wade, April 23rd, Oklahoma City, April 29th, the Woodlands, Texas, April 30th, San Angelo, Texas. Got stuff going on everywhere. You can go to watchchad.com. It's where all the fun stuff is. We're working real hard uh, here at the Chad Prather Show to make sure that you guys are having fun and being informed. So we want your help. We encourage you, if you can, so please go to blazetv.com slash chad sign up for an annual subscription and make sure that you are a part of the blaze tv family also go to where podcasts are offered the audio podcast you know like over at apple Podcasts, and leave us a five-star rating and a review we really could use it because it helps bump us up in the ratings it makes us relevant and it makes people realize how important that independent broadcasting and 
talk is uh, is just so important, and it, it takes your support to be able to do that. So we encourage you to do that. Help us out. We appreciate you guys for watching us and tuning in week after week, day after day. And uh, Chance, the soulless ginger rapper, good job today, buddy, with all these all handling all this technical stuff it's always fun when you talk to somebody in alabama and it's like they're sitting right there in the room with you but we all know the real brains behind the operation is candice the queen of the ethiopians hey have a great weekend we'll see you monday love y'all god bless talk to you next time bye